0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you keep growing. Hey, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate, your host, and I'm the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person, which I have to say makes a great gift for the graduate in your life because it's chock full of information that they need out in the world, but that isn't covered in schools. A key piece of being a better person is knowing when and how to rethink your beliefs because the world is always changing and our ideas, understanding and knowledge has to change along with it. That's why today we're talking about how to determine what old beliefs might be in need of an update and what to do about it. It's part of a week of episodes on letting go, that advice that we so often give and get that is so deceptively hard to do. We're going to cover all kinds of things that we can let go of, control, the need to feel productive, and expectations, so I hope that you will stick around for all of them. Today's episode was inspired by a listener named Chris, who DM'd me on Twitter to suggest this topic. So if you have a topic you'd like me to cover in the future, hit me up. I'm Kate W. Hanley on Twitter, or you can email me at kate at katehanley.com. Letting go of old ways of thinking isn't easy to do. After all, a lot of the things we've learned have been hard won. We earned that knowledge. Shouldn't we hold on to it forever so that we don't have to learn it all over again? Also, life seems so much easier when you are confident about your beliefs and that you know right from wrong. But it's no coincidence that right and righteous are so closely related linguistically. That confidence can harden into judgment, disdain, and even hatred of people who think differently than you. And let's face it, nobody likes to be wrong, especially about something that you've believed for so long that maybe it's even become part of your identity. But Adam Grant, organizational psychologist, professor at Wharton School of Business, and author of the book Think Again, says, The discovery of being wrong is the point at which we learn. I love that quote because it flips the idea that being wrong is bad on its head, doesn't it? Because it's exhilarating to let go of old ideas that have been calcifying in your mind. It's like transplanting a plant that's gotten root-bound because it needs a bigger container. Even if there's some pain in acknowledging that you put a lot of stock in something that turned out not to be the complete truth, pretty soon those roots start to expand outward in your mind and that new spaciousness feels really good. It opens up a lot of new possibilities that you just couldn't see before, and that is always exciting. I've got two key ingredients that will help you rethink things and give yourself a bigger mental pot to play with. Coming right up. Welcome back. Okay, your first secret ingredient to rethinking things is curiosity. To be curious is to acknowledge that there's more to understand, and that's a crucial step. It's also a courageous step because it forces you to admit that you aren't all-knowing, and that can be a hard thing for us mortals to admit. To implement curiosity, ask yourself, What might I be missing? What haven't I considered? What assumptions am I making? Why do I assume that? Is it possible there's more to this than I am assuming? And the second ingredient is humility, acknowledging that there are many things you don't know, including things that you don't know that you don't know. Speaking of humility, it's what will help you take whatever privilege might be coloring your view out of the equation and enable you to also ask How might someone who is in a different demographic than I am see this? And, What do the people who have the most to lose or the most at stake on this issue have to say about it? We seek out second opinions when we're trying to decide what medical course of action to take. Letting go of old ideas is basically forming your own second opinion. I find it helpful to think about rethinking, like being a lifelong learner. It means you're committed to continuing to expose yourself to new information and ideas and incorporate them into your worldview and mindset. So rethinking is just something you do and plan on continuing to do for the rest of your life. Here's another way to think about it. When I did my yoga teacher training in New York City just about 20 years ago now, which I cannot believe that that statement is even possible, our teachers gave us an empty teacup as graduation gifts. They told us to always keep a good portion of our tea cup empty. Because if a cup is full, no more tea can get in. But if you always leave some space in your cup for new tea, your tea stays hot. Letting go of old ideas is how you leave room for reconsidering and refining what you know to be true. It's how your mind stays fresh and your heart stays open. Your tiny assignment is to think about something that maybe you had a disagreement about recently, or that you had a big reaction to when you heard or read about it, because those are signs that there might be something in there that needs to be rethought. And then tap into your humility enough to recognize that maybe there's an old idea floating around in that beautiful noggin of yours that might be taking up too much space. Remind yourself that you aspire to be either a lifelong learner or a semi-empty teacup, and then get curious ask those questions I mentioned or some other questions that really resonate with you. And they are, what might I be missing? What assumptions am I making? Why do I assume that? Is it possible there's more to this than I am assuming? How might someone else see this thing? And how would someone who's affected the most by this idea be likely to feel about it? I hope you'll come back tomorrow when I'm talking about how to let go of expectations.